0: Welcome to today's episode of The Growth Zone. I am Christian Bartsch. What is the core benefit of listening to this show? Here, it is all about strategies and systems that get you to grow your business. As an entrepreneur or business leader, you need to be ahead of trends. Gain insights that really thrust your business to the next level. Each episode focuses on different aspects of designing, building, And leading companies, without marketing, sales, innovation, or funding, you will lack the fire for growth. Without management strategies and systems, you are speeding towards failure. For those who listened to the entire episode, I have a special surprise gift. I'm also working on some great guests that are industry leaders in management, innovation, and marketing. Let's get started on today's episode. In today's episode, we will be talking about how ESG and ISO 27001 certification has an influence on any kind of business. Let's face it, most companies of different kind of industry sectors are handling data. Whether you're handling the data of your employees, HR, Or whether you are handling data related to your e-commerce, online shop or yeah, maybe you're in a B2B area where you haven't got an online shop, but you're handling data from your clients. So you have all sorts of data that you're processing. Even if you're just handling it on paper, it's still there in some kind of form. And that's important for information security. And ISO 2701 handles information security. Now, in contrast, we have ESG, which means, of course, that we have to see how we ensure that our business is governed properly. We take care of the environment. We take care of the society around our business. Local communities, and of course, other communities that we might be uh, inadvertently touching by our business. You know, like topics like uh, supply chain and all these things. There are many different ways of influencing how your business will be rated according to ESG. Now, let's look at it. So we've got governance how we govern our business and how we handle information security. And there's one key factor that many people overlook when they think of ESG, and that is green cybersecurity. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to now hire some high-crack cybersecurity expert to do penetration tests and all kind of other things so that you've got some kind of certificate. Now, it's a key thing of evaluating how you're running your business, how you process and handle data, and see as well how you maybe can improve that handling so that you as well reduce the impact, risks, and as well other aspects such as electricity. Yeah, because let's face it, if you've got lots of computers and they're outdated, they'll be using much more electricity than a more recent version of such computer. Whether it's a desktop, whether it's a PC, or a laptop, an iPad, a tab, doesn't matter. The newer device, the less energy it will be consuming. Now, that as well even affects things like tills. Modern tills have displays and everything, and the self-service displays. are there in many shops now even everywhere. Um, yeah, and these things are consuming electricity. And these things are well, not only just consuming it, but they are transmitting through the cables data. So that brings it back again to information security. And ESG expects us, whether we are small companies, medium-sized or big companies, whether we are just trading locally or in a community or in a mile, 10-mile radius or country or state um, county, we are all handling data of all sorts of kinds. And so you have to evaluate how can I reduce the negative impact of certain business activities on my business's ESG rating. So one key thing that you can do, of course, you can do... The, traditional ISO 9001 quality management certification. That's quite an easy thing. For many small businesses, it's not so complicated, because you haven't got lots of factories and complex manufacturing and thousands of employees. It's not so difficult. Nevertheless, it might help you a little bit towards ESG. Nevertheless, ISO 27001 is the one that's actually going to impact you. because. It is of much greater impact. It's not just about yeah, how do you handle certain things, but as well, how do you ensure that everybody knows how to behave, how to handle information, how to avoid certain pitfalls. Because the thing is, when we read the news or you go on social media anywhere, we hear all these hacking stories, companies being hacked, data being stolen. Or people having left stuff somewhere where they shouldn't. And yeah, the wrong people get in on the hand and then we all have to change our passwords, or maybe change our emails or usernames and so on. because all sorts of big websites have been hacked. Yes, the thing is we don't hear about the small things. We don't hear about the small companies being hacked or suffering ransomware and so on, and other kind of things. Even there, the data is leaving the business. And over quiet back alleys, the data is being sold on to other people who are using it to do fraud, intellectual property infringements, all sorts of kind of stuff. Um, Private personal photos being shared in wrong places and other kind of stuff. So we have to ensure that we create a process or let's say a structure that we can Make it simple for everybody in the company to know how to handle stuff when it relates to information. And even if you've got just a part-time person helping managing your IT, or whether you've got some freelancer that takes care of your computers and your network and sets your firewall and all different things, it doesn't matter. Even that person you can include in your information security strategy. And it doesn't have to be highly complicated. You don't need to go and study at university for 10 years to do information security properly. It's first thinking about evaluating who is actually interested in the data that you've got in your business. Who might take a negative advantage by getting hold of that data? And how might it damage your business? Some really basic thoughts that can even... Have a think about even on a weekend or when you're sitting on a bench in a park, just simply reflect on those things. Maybe take a a pencil and a notepad and just write down some ideas. You can even mind map on this. Nevertheless, why should I do it? Now, banks, insurance companies and so on, they are evaluating a business's record, track record. And you might, of course, say, well, if you get ransomware, you won't tell anybody. And you just move on. Well, that's what you think. Of course, the government notices, well, when you get ransomware, because you then have some issues with filing your tax reports and other kind of things. And all these things eventually find their way into the ESG rating. Now, you might, of course, be sometimes astonished that you might already have an ESG rating. And you think, um, how did that work out? Yes, like, for instance, on uh, dnb.com, Bradstreet.com, you can go and uh, check your company name. And they have ESG ratings already. If you are a paying customer, you can see them, but nevertheless, I would say thirty to fifty percent of the companies already have ratings, and these companies have nothing to do with this rating company. They have never done business with them, but the rating company knows their ESG rating, and it's astonishing. Sometimes, sometimes you are very good, sometimes you are very bad, and then it's time to figure out why you're paying maybe a little bit too much to your bank for certain services. Um, <clears throat> so. How can we fix that rating? You can fix it by improving your processes and proving that you've improved it. And you're making an effort to get things in a proper manner. So what do you do? You gain the ISO 27001 certification. And that's a certification that your company needs. So let's say you have a business and you have... Three different areas in your business where you're doing business. And you notice, well, area number one has most of the critical data. So you could, of course, simply go and say, okay, I will focus my information security management system, or abbreviated ISMS, I will focus on business area number one. You can do that. You can do as well on all three areas. If your business is small and lean enough, that's not a problem. You can do that. Certain businesses have some more complicated structures. Then it's good to just simply focus on one. Later on, add the second one. And later on, add your third business area. It just depends very much on your business. And uh, that focus is what you... read as or understand as scope. So we define a scope, and then you start writing your documentation. If you haven't done it before, go on, maybe get help from somebody who knows. There are plenty of information security consultants who can do this. I'll add some links as well into uh, the comment of um, this podcast. Where you can find as well more about ISO 27001 and ESG. So there are two books that I have in the comments where you can go and read about them and you can have a quick and fast understanding what it all means. The ISO 27001 book is really easy to understand, easy to read. It's You can read it in, you know, in one or two weekends, depending on your time you've got. And you won't be confused. You'll know, okay, aha, uh-huh, that's it. And that's more or less what I have to do. And then it's just about thinking, okay, when do I want to do it? How do I want to do it? And then get it done. Yeah. So once you've got that documentation, you can go and get audited. So a certification body comes, I mean, sends an auditor to you. Some certification bodies can do a remote audit. Saves you, of course, travel expenses, because you have to not only pay the auditor fee, you have to pay as well, of course, the travel fees. And you don't always know where the auditor comes from. Maybe it's in the north, maybe it's in the south, maybe it's just around the corner. Depends very much. And you haven't got much choice, because especially in ISO 27001, there aren't so many auditors. And the process of becoming an auditor can take one to two years. It can be quite a pain in the neck. Um, That's why many people don't do it. Or if they do it, they're not for very long. Now, the auditor comes, checks your documents, checks all the evidence that you're actually implementing and using your information security management system, and then goes and asks a few questions just to find out whether you're really using it or it's not just all fake. And if he's convinced, he'll write a report send it to the certification body and say, yes, uh, I recommend this company being certified according to ISO 27001 for information security with the scope of blah, blah. And then the certification body will check all the documents that the auditor saw and has submitted with his report. will check it and say, okay, looks fine. We agree. And then maybe between two weeks to three months, you might be getting then your certificate, which is, of course, very nice. So And that's valid for three years. Now comes the hatch or or the hook on it. The thing is, every year an auditor has to come again and inspect whether you are actually using it. So that, of course, your certificate remains. Valid. Otherwise they can revoke it and then it's invalid. And then you've wasted your money. So he comes, checks again, asks a few questions, but he doesn't have to read everything. He maybe needs one or two days or maybe one day and he gets it all done, depending on the size of the business and the complexity. And yeah, and then confirms, yep, everything seems fine. It's obviously being used, being updated and Fine, perfect, and then the certif- certification body will be happy and confirm. Okay, the certificate remains active. Then comes the second audit next year, and when that behind, you've still got one year, and then you have to re-certify. Then the auditor will come check everything again. He doesn't have to do that much more than with the first certification. It might be twenty-five percent less. And that gets you again another three years of a certificate. Now, of course, that costs a lot of money. So let's say um, the first certification will cost you between, I would say, between 5,000 to 20,000 pounds. Depends very much. If you're a medium-sized company, we're going easily towards... 40,000, 80,000 pounds, but you must be a really big organization and then they're sending like three, four auditors. That's an expensive deal, but yeah, then it's worth it for your organization. But if you're a small business, it's a little bit different. And if you get consultants to advise for you and, and write for you all the documentation, you might be looking between 5,000 to 20,000 pounds, depends. Yeah. Very much as well on what you do yourself, what you deliver information. Trying to write the documentation yourself, um, that will be more troublesome. It's better to deliver the information that the consultant needs and then he writes the whole documentation. He might do a few calls with you, ask you some questions, and with that, he goes and puts in a proper context the advantage is it saves you a lot of time and money in the end because you're not going endless back and forth trying to do audits failed audit then you get some consultant he has to rewrite everything and he takes it takes for more time and so on it's more expensive so at the end if you've got that certificate then that's perfect because eventually the rating agencies will find out that you have that ISO certification. They are to some extent able to read the databases or the websites where all the certificates are being published. So eventually that has a positive impact. And eventually as well, not only is it easier for you to refinance certain projects, but your revenue will as well gradually grow because clients will notice, oh you are more trustworthy than another competitor. And that will help you as well. So, looking into that, I'll be explaining a few other topics in the next few episodes. We'll look into information security, we'll look into quality management, ESG, and other management-related topics. Because this podcast isn't just about business as it is or how to build a business, or how to develop a business, improve it. It doesn't matter whether you're a small company, startup, one-man show. Yeah, anyone can start it with one person and grow it and get other partners to work. You can even merge and all kinds of businesses. Or even if you've got a big enterprise and you're having problems with certain topics, then maybe there might be an insight where you might say, Hmm, there's a point there. Why are we actually doing it so overly complicated? And there's a reason. Because you're paying by the hours and you may be overcomplicating some things yourself. Because ISO 27001, for instance, or, or quality management or SG, doesn't have to be qu- extremely complicated. But if you let it become complicated, you have more work not only documenting it but trying to implement it and get it into the people's heads so they can actually live by it. So enjoy this podcast episode and look forward to the next one. See you soon. Wait, listen. Was the content helpful? Please share it on social media. The world is constantly changing in response to trends and events. As a leader, you need to adapt your business. Stay connected. You will find in the episode description how to gain more insights. Subscribe to my bi-weekly business secrets letter. Gain access to all updates of my ultimate guide on business growth strategies. These can be applied to your business in the US, Canada, or Europe. Check it out. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Growth Zone with Christian Bartsch. Thank you for listening.